Hello, friends, lovers, and others. This is the Plot is Optional podcast, and I am your host, Allie, and I am here with my co-host, Ashley. And we are going to talk about smut, enjoy smut, and just appreciate the art that comes from this genre. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about Jack by Layla Faye. It's a very seasonal piece. Um, Ashley, would you like to give a rundown of uh, Jack for our audience? Sure. Do you mean the plot or his amazing body? Um, well, <laughs> either way. Because <laughs> we, we know both are, both are great. Uh, very true. Well, the story opens up with Susie, who is a lovely lady helping others with some fortune telling, you know, for a little scratch. But she's down and out, you know, she's lonely, and it's Halloween. You know, you don't want to be a, a lonely woman on Halloween. No, no, but I do appreciate that she is prepared to eat all the candy if no children come by. I, um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's so, a big, that's an energy, energy right there. I was going to say, I think I like, I like Susie. I like Susie a lot. I like that she is, uh, she's not a big of a woman. No, she's I, a plus size lady. And I she love, eat I love all it. the candy without mm. any guilt. Mm. I love the, um, the very body positive short, and I love it for that. Yeah, so she's alone on Halloween. Very alone. Even though she's doing all these, like, is she doing tarot readings? I she was she was, she was doing tarot, tarot reading. Oh uh, yes, yes. Well, yeah, you know, tarot is a method of divination. So, um, yeah. yeah, she opens a very special pack of cards, a Halloween themed, and she gets a rather interesting prediction of her future. Yeah, she uh, she pulls out uh, the devil. Hmm. Not just any devil, a jack lantern headed ripped devil. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let me get the, the quote up. Mm, there was a naked do. man on the card. His <laughs> chiseled muscles flexed, his thick, erect cock pointing up towards his head, his head that was car- a carved pumpkin, its mouth a nasty grin full of fangs, its eyes burning holes. Yes. Hot pumpkin man. Absolutely. Which uh always a sign because apparently she keeps pulling this card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it will eventually lead to the summoning of said devil. And um I appreciate that Layla Fave knows her audience here. Oh um, yeah. You know, after Jack gets summoned, he kind of Teases Susie a bit, um, calling her toys laughable and puny, and poking fun at her for watching those animated films of women mating with werewolves and orcs. So Layla knows her audience. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think a lot of uh, I've noticed a trend um, in the world, and I'm really, I'm really mm. happy about it. I feel like. 
maybe this is just now that I'm in my 30s. I feel like more people are reading smut than ever. I don't know if you've noticed so. this. But like, and it feels like if there's even, like, always within smut, there's always been, you know, the monster fuckers, right? Absolutely. I'm a proud so, member. Yeah, yeah, obviously. We both, we both agree on this. Um, monster fuckers united. Absolutely. Took me a while to get on the boat. I'm glad you're monster on the boat with us. Boat. Yeah, but I'm, I'm back. I'm here. Um, it's a very crowded boat on account of the monsters. I was gonna say on account of the monsters, <laughs> you might need a new like whole fleet. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just for us. So, I think it's the larger percentage of population reading smut. Now there's a larger like percent of the population of monster fuckers, and Absolutely. I feel like. I feel like monster smut in general just like has this like really dirty sense of humor. Mm, yes. That, like, you know, it's hard to get enough of, you know, because it rarely takes itself too seriously. Agreed. Very- and I love humor with my smut. Yeah, I mean I know you know, you can either go humor or plot. Mm-hmm. But we all know plot is optional. Plot is optional here. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I think knowing your audience is kind of, it's a lot easier these days. And Layla Bay, she she definitely, she's got got an audience and she knows knows what they want. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of what they want and humor, I love the details about the semen of this demon. Yeah, the demon semen is... The demon semen. else. Because now some people might, might, might have guessed, but this is a pumpkin-headed devil man. And he does have pumpkin spice Halloween-flavored semen. Um, so, I mean, of course he does. Yeah. He also has a rather exotic package, which I can appreciate. The more alien a monster yeah. intimate region, the better in my book. I was gonna say before before we uh, were starting this, and mm. it was I was starting to read this. You asked, you know, is, does he have does he have some special equipment? I did um, ask, yes. And I feel like he does, but it's not like the most special equipment. So I was I was worried. It's but, not uh, the most special, but you know, we we do get like a different color. It's orange. It's bulbous. It's pulsing. And he's got four testicles. Yeah. Because when you produce pumpkin spice cum, you need to produce a lot of it. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a description on hand of? Um... I do. I have this wonderful introduction to pumpkin cock. Okay. Its head was the most terrifying because how could anything with such a wide girth ever fit inside her? The head's base was bulbous and pulsing like a living heart. The thin orange skin stretched taut across the swollen orion. The rest of the head was cone-shaped, like a sharpened pencil, with a round hole right at its tip. The hole pulsed, too, opening and closing, as if in a sucking motion. A droplet of creamy orange fluid slid out of it, and Susie's breath caught in her throat. Which I have to say, one of the top fantasies about semen is that it actually tastes good, so... 
I was gonna say that is like that is a big top fantasy, and I I know mm-hmm. eventually we're gonna cover more, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or about it for sure. Um, because here's the thing: this was another uh thing before we before we started is you told me that you desire like buckets of of cum in your book. Oh, I want I want buckets of seed. I need I need bathtubs full of semen. <laughs> yeah. It's a not exactly my favorite thing, but sure, sure. But I I I would hope that you would appreciate um this one, especially since it it it's seasonal flavored rather than basic bitches out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Like me. Mm-hmm. Love me some pumpkin spice. I mean, it's not bad. I'll enjoy it. Um, I think the other thing I like is like saying it's like cone shaped. Like, mm. is, is that supposed to be like it's like candy corn? I don't know. Um, I started visualizing it as almost like a pumpkin cock. You know, like pumpkins kind of have like the ridges, like the curved ridges on the side, and. Oh. And like you know, like the um, the stem of a pumpkin, it kind of kind of conical how it comes out. Mm-hmm. I, so when I was reading it, I very much applied pumpkin anatomy to this penis. Pumpkin anatomy. Pumpkin anatomy. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I guess if you know you're applying pumpkin anatomy, and then like the the four testicles would probably look like like a pumpkin, right? Little baby pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yes, because that's that's what I was wondering. I was like, is this supposed to be candy corn? Interesting. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. It could be candy corn. It could very much be candy corn. Although, if it was candy corn, I would have loved a, a description of a color gradient on this penis. That would have been amazing. Right, right. <laughs> that would have been so good. Mm. Um, but I'm also, like, intrigued by this pulsing hole. Pulsing hole, yes. Not a normal urethra. This was a demon urethra. Yeah, full of demon semen. Almost kind of like artificial. Almost like it's been carved. Oh. That's that's the vibe I got. Like this little hole has been made in this strange pumpkin. So it's it's almost like forged or alien. Something otherworldly. Yeah, so um, he does this. Um, does this thing? He he uh, unveils himself. Actually, doesn't he just show it up nude? He does. He well, he shows up in jeans. Oh, he shows up in jeans. That's he shows right. up in jeans and nothing <laughs> else. No underpants underneath. No t-shirt. No shoes. Just jeans. Where you, okay, where do you get jeans in the pumpkin demon dimension? I mean, it's the demon dimension. I feel like his, he, you know, he does establish in this story that he can manifest his desires are the desires of Susie. So I think he just oh. really desired some genes. I think Susie's into like the, the low slung genes. Mm. Yes, I think she's got some um, hunky cowboy inclinations. I mean, it's kind of hard not to sometimes. I mean, it, that's true. Yeah, I mean, gotta love a hunky cowboy. You do. It's like either that or the gray sweatpants. Those are the two classics. Oh, there was yeah. something I wanted to um to mention. 
Um, so there was this interesting part of the writing of his penis kind of, uh, entering her for the first time, mm-hmm. I believe when they were doing oral sex and Layla Faye does this really clever thing where she puts five ridges down the shaft of the penis and you think, oh, that's fine. That's great. Um, that's cool. It's different. But, um, what I loved about it is it kind of let her build up suspense during the scene because it's like, oh, the first ridge, oh, the second ridge, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I appreciated that. Deeply appreciated that. Yeah, I mean, and I, I don't know. I I think there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of great great smut here like it really just kind of like jumps in and goes all out it does um there's a line that's for unfathomable reason she didn't gag as he pushed himself deeper inside her mouth it must have been his halloween magic like mm, i wish i had some of that halloween magic so i didn't gag when i deep throated just saying <laughs> yeah i think i think we all need that the halloween magic Yes, we all need pumpkin spice semen and Halloween deep throat magic. Now, I'm curious, what do you have a favorite favorite scene from this story? Um, I think. Um, let's see here. I think I. Uh... When like, so I really like. Just like I said, I I the vibes here. Mm-hmm. And do it's hard to pick a it's hard to pick a vague favorite scene, but I think I think it's like when he goes from being like all domineering to very like sweet and just like don't hide yourself or mine and you know mm-hmm. very like both at once, very like appreciative of her body for what it is because obviously you know she's a bigger lady, not all. It like it's all potty positive and she's comfortable, but like not one hundred percent. Like you're faced with a monkey, you no know, demon, pumpkin demon man. Like you're gonna you're gonna feel a little self conscious. And yes. uh, yeah, I, I I really appreciated that. Like that he could be sweet as well as the demon. Um, we had the favorite same favorite part, Allie. We had the good. same. We were we're we're on the same page. Um. Yes, there's a part in chapter four um, where where Jack says, I like your skin. And Susie replies, pasty. She interrupted with a cringe. And then then Jack shouts silence at her and -hmm. proceeds to give her a body positive rant, which is like, he does it in like the most dominant yet caring way. No one is allowed to speak badly of you, witch. Not even yourself, he said. And I'm just like, love that. Love it so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, I also okay. This also has the other um, other thing that you're you're into, which once again, I I don't really understand. Um, but like, it brings us to the end. But I don't want to sure. rush that. But also, the end scene is just very funny. You're talking like, about the epilogue. Yeah. Yes. Like, 
The end of this book is very funny, and I don't know how much to give it away. But that's true. Uh, People might enjoy reading it. We we can give a, uh, a spoiler warning before we talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll give a spoiler warning. But I think that is my other favorite scene, just because I laughed so hard. Yes. Although I, before I, we get to that, before we get uh, to that, I will say. Um, I did appreciate the length of this story. It doesn't just end as soon as it starts. Um, yeah, exactly. We get I mean, we get to learn about Jack's power. He can conjure things, beds, bathtubs. Yeah, I was gonna say I like that there's a bathtub involved. That's very nice. Yes, and and then then of course he is a demon, so there is a pact to be made. There is a mm-hmm. proposition. I was about to say uh, this gets into like kink that you appreciate but i'm not into and that is the breeding the breeding the the pregnancy also arguably like kind of a corruption arc you know you're giving up some part of your humanity that's also very much a big thing um so jack is like hey i'll stay with you forever you don't have to miss me i don't have to leave after this if you let me knock you up And, um, you know, I think that's that's a thing, is, like, this is a hot demon. Yes. It's good at sex and has demon semen that tastes like pumpkin spice. And he thinks your body's beautiful. He thinks your body's you beautiful. Should, and that you should love yourself. But you have to have a kid. Yes. I know some people are into that. No shame. Mm-hmm. No shame to the people who are into that. But that would be a sure. very hard decision for me. Sure, sure, sure. But I'll, I'll, let me try to um, educate Allie the uninitiated about the breeding aspects. Um, please, please. Okay, so I think an important thing to focus on is that we're not looking at, like, raising the kid. We're not looking at... Um, birthing the kid, nothing like that. That's all not in the book. Um, I think the, the important focus for breeding as a fantasy, again, this is my perspective, this is how I'm coming at it, is that it is a sign of commitment. You're, the characters are saying, yes, I will do this for you. I trust you. It's a way of embracing each other. It's a form of intimacy um, through trust. Uh and that that's kind of the, the flip side of the coin. And the other side of the breeding coin is it's like feral and primal and like your instincts need it to be done. So I think there's kind of a a double-sided element to the breeding aspect. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, especially like you were saying, like the, the commitment part of it. I know, mm-hmm. like, upsettingly, mm-hmm. you know, I think one of the biggest things that... uh like you talk about this genre and it's very like male dominated obviously Mm -hmm. yes and built for women's fantasies and like it's Mm -hmm. kind of depressing that one of women's fantasies is a guy who wants to commit yeah 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 um to say it that way i i finally i finally get it i get mm. it yeah because i was about to say in real life a lot of people just do the deed and then just vanish, you know? Yeah, like, they, they, they don't bounce. stay around. Yeah. Don't bounce. Like, this demon actually cares for Susie. Like, he's going to stay around to raise a kid and stuff. 
yeah i mean you got your like dream man and he's like i want to stay with you exactly Um, commitment's hot yeah (laughs) you know you mentioned the trust thing like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah you do have to in all of these situations you do have to trust person and like obviously i think it's part of why a lot of like bondage and bdsm stuff is hot yeah a lot of trust there yeah there's a lot of trust there and trust is hot Mm -hmm. and so i think we already started the story with like acquiring a lot of trust and like the primal Mm -hmm. aspect of it like multiple times he's like i'm a demon don't forget i'm a demon yes um Mm -hmm. i like that because i feel like you know a lot of books um treat like other species and things like still very human Mm -hmm. you know and that is a big pet peeve of mine like we, we i've talked to you like as a friend about how all the books invo- involving fairies, like always just make fairies like very like human and like it's just like not mischievous enough. Like, yeah, yeah, they're not mischievous enough. Yeah. They're not like yeah, they're they're not tricky. They're not petty and mm-hmm. all of the things that I would be if I were a fae prince. It's my dream. Um, it's a it's a dream I support. Um, we yeah, support yeah. we support queer fantasies on this podcast. Yeah, we do. We do. Um. <laughs> I appreciate a book that really like goes in and is like, this is a very possessive, primal demon after mm-hmm. this witch who's accidentally summoned him. Oh yes, he's been watching her for like years at this point. Yeah, because she she had unknowingly opened kind of a partial gateways, so he's just been lusting after her and and teased this entire time. So he's very pent up. Yeah, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of sexual frustration going on. He's got a lot of pumpkin spice backed up. Yeah. Those or any pumpkin balls. <laughs> um, but oh. yeah, yeah. Now I understand like the uh, breeding thing. Like it's this unbreakable thing. And then also the primal aspect is mm. it makes a lot of sense. Like people love that primal prey. Oh yeah. Like, people love the predator prey kind of role play stuff. The domination, the surrender. Yeah. I yeah. feel like we're going to get to that if we ever read a uh, a, a lewd story involving Oryx. That's my hunch. Um, oh. oh, we will. We're <laughs> and and with you as a friend, sure. I hope we do. Oh, we're going to get to that for sure. <laughs> I you know that whole, like, chase me down in the woods, me mm-hmm. thing. Like, that mm-hmm. one I get. Mm-hmm. For some reason. For some sure. reason. I don't know. I don't know why. I want I understand as a kink. Maybe not necessarily my kink, but I get why it would be hot. It's like the breathing thing where I'm just like, oh, sure, sure. kids. I like kids, but I don't want a kid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah, very much. There's a, I think there's a reason that like the kids are usually not part of the fantasy. Yeah, except in some books. We'll get to those, Oh, I'm too. sure. I'm sure. We'll get, get to those. those, too. But should uh, we should we give a little spoiler warning and get into the epilogue? Because I really want to talk about the epilogue. Um, yeah, yeah, we can we can do that. <laughs> um, okay. So, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Um, we're gonna talk about the end here and the end of the epilogue, and it is real fun little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I want to like pause this episode and take. No, this is like. It's a short, it's a short 
story. It's a short book. So if you mm. want to take, you know, an hour or two to read it and then come back to us, um, you can uh, appreciate the end with us. Absolutely. Um, Go for it. Yeah, please. Please come back. Or, you know, spoil the book for yourself if you're not like us and you don't appreciate all of the things that are in here. Because, honestly, I really enjoyed this one. Um, it was fun. I was, was fun. laughing multiple times. Very good ride. I know. I know. Um, yeah, so uh, spoilers ahead. I love this ending. Um, first of all, milking, kind of a kink of mine. So, um, Can not, you explain what milking is? I can happily explain what milking is in the context of a cock. I know what milking is, but I don't know if other people know what milking is. So there's a lot of um, kind of crossover with other other kinks related to milking, tied to milking. Um, you know, milking is working the penis of a person to stimulation until, until it climaxes. Uh, and you collect the semen. But that doesn't always involve an orgasm. So there's like this crossover of a Venn diagram where ruined orgasms in a milking kind of intersect. Um, if you don't know what, about ruined orgasms, I'd be happy to explain that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think we we should we should get a general rundown of this. Um, sure, sure, sure. So like milking breeding- milking tables are really common. I think breeding people kind of understand. Mm-hmm. I think you know we've already gone into the the BDSM and the the mm-hmm. weird equipment and all that. I think those are all pretty self explanatory. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. know people can people can reach out, ask us about it. Yeah. You know. Now, for me, you know, milking is kind of a surrender. So like Jack is kind of giving up his dominant position here a little bit to get milked by Susie. Um. Because you're putting the other person in control explicitly of how you're pleasured and whether or not you climax. So that's part of the appeal already. Um, a lot of times with this kink, there will be a table. Um, person lays down on, penis through the hole in the bottom. So you're not even making like eye contact with the person who is milking you. Um, so there's that element of dominance and submission. But also the element of, you don't know if you're going to actually have an orgasm. You might get to that point, ejaculate, but not have an orgasm, and then they can keep milking you more. So, a lot of things that play. Yeah, so so we got a milking ending, but it's even yes. better. It's even better because she's packaging it up in bottles to give away and our sell. Because, you know, it's pumpkin spice demon. Yeah, it's, it's pumpkin spice demon semen. Which, one, hilarious. But two, I appreciate that on the packaging for ingredients, it just says, like, monster cum. Uh, yes. Which, like... So that makes it better, because she's not trying to deceive people. She's being very upfront about the source of this. Yeah. So she I is. appreciate that. Um, but I wonder, you know, how much Starbucks buys into that. Oh no! This is definitely for like local coffee shops, you know, oh, smaller, smaller yeah. coffee shops with a with a with a monster, <laughs> monster fucker, uh, kind of demographic. Yeah, well, also I think just smaller coffee shops in general, you know, they're mm-hmm. gonna want that, that artisan 
<laughs> demon semen. <laughs> Artisan demon semen. I love that. Love that. Um, yes, absolutely. DA approved. Yes, and it had me chuckling. It was. It was. Um, it was good. I I would be down for uh, Miss Faye be writing a whole whole other story with like this is the focus, like this is the main fantasy, something like this. Just just milking. Just milking. We'd love it. So I know there's a lot of a lot of milking books out there. You're gonna get your wish. Oh, excellent! On. Excellent. Bonus points if wish. there's if there's milking machines involved. Mm, see, mm. I'm not sure. There's a couple that I've heard there about are. that are uh, they're pretty big and popular. So I'm gonna have to I'll have to read through them first and then uh, throw them our mm. way. Um, ah. I think uh, we both really enjoyed this one. Its sense of humor is great. Um, yes, seasonal, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Love seasonal, seasonal with seasoning. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'd recommend for me. Um, yes, thank you, Layla Faye, for for something that writing something that entertained me for an evening. Much appreciated. Ah, yeah. And, you know, I don't think it wasn't hot. Mm, mm, yeah. Honestly, the hottest part was how caring he was about her. Yeah. It, it balanced again, dominance and caring really well. Yeah, which once again, you know, it being like women-led fantasy, which I think, you know, is going to be the theme that we come back again and again to is... Uh, Happy to. Yeah, is... Is like the fantasies and uh, stuff this uh, feeds into, which mm-hmm. no, I don't want to be too much of a, a grumpy feminist here because I know that's not what people are coming to us for. But like, you can't get away with it in like looking at art in a vacuum. No, and, no, uh, no, yeah, knowing like these are written to like achieve a fantasy for women, you know. Mm. Some of it is like a little depressing to me. <laughs> We're gonna be honest. Mm. Um, and I will come back to the fact that I love this genre, and then sometimes I think too deeply about the societal like implications of why well, these that, are. That sounds nasty. like we need to have a special episode just for that discussion. We about might. the the deeper elements of um how society reflects in this month that we read. Yeah, I mean, then, you know, Pumpkin Headman. Uh, yes, yes. Pumpkin Headman. Like, we want, we want seasonal, caring, dominant, yet sweet lovers. Doesn't everyone? Well, I guess who not. aren't but... afraid to commit. <laughs> mm, yes. And then at the end, you know, they share power. Mm. And, you know, I think the important lesson we can take here is remember, monsters and demons want love just as much as mortals. They do. They, they, re- do. they really do. And that'll be that'll be a whole other thing we keep mm. coming back to. Um, sure. There's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of monster fuckery. And I think part of that is like me, that is some of the most quality smut. Mm-hmm. Also, that's just who we are. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, we'll see you again soon. I think see our 
next episode we're going to be doing is going to we're going to go to the basics mm-hmm. and we're mm-hmm. going to we're going to read something by the wonderful amazing Rue, that is uh dr chuck tingle um, oh doctor i had no idea yeah what isn't he a doctor no idea i mean he's a doctor of love that's for sure oh yeah that is way <laughs> for sure like he understands love so yeah, much so, yeah. yeah come back and catch us with some chuck tingle next time yeah we'll uh we're gonna we're gonna love it how can you not love a good tingler indeed indeed um, yeah, so this has been uh, Plot is Optional. I'm Allie once again. I'm Ashley. And all of this has been recorded and done by me. Um, our music is Your Love by Cody and Alex, and you can find them wherever you stream your music. What's in your name, my love? What should I say? i
Sing your love. 